Carlsbad. People, purpose, and impact. An essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I'm your host today. And I'm excited to have with me my friend Aaron Gobitis. Aaron is the CEO of Go Be Rewarded. Aaron, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Glad to be here. It is good to have you. And we're going to get into this uh, in the program today, but uh, your company was recognized and awarded best place to work at our recent CBAT Awards. So congratulations for that. Thank you. Yeah. But you originally were from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and kind of made your way here, at least as far as I can tell, to Southern California through uh, the Marine Corps. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and and life that brought you up to this point? Yeah, you know, uh, as you mentioned, I I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, You know, I had parents who uh, were small business owners. They actually uh, had a custom drapery business. Mm. You know, I, I remember, you know, we always lived in the business, sure. uh, whether it was like above or on the side of the workroom and everything mm. like that. So I've always been really close with small business owners and, um, you know, kind of kind of just it had had a really good look into the the life of a small business owner and yeah. kind of what they have to deal with and everything just more from a personal level. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things, though, where, you know, especially if you're talking about the early 2000s, the economy was not the best <laughs> at that point in yeah. time, uh, especially when you're considering the Rust Belt over in the Midwest. And uh, really, my only way out was uh, joining the Marine Corps. Nice. Um, <laughs> and that was also a really good reason to not take over the family business. Cause uh-huh. I will tell you though, um, you know, I, I do have many good web designers that work with me. I am a horrible drapery designer. <laughs> uh, I work horribly with fabrics. Um, I have nowhere near the talent that my dad does. Just literally look at a window, sketch it up and, you know, sell a $200,000 worth of drapes in some cardiologist's house. Oh uh, my I, I just, I, you know, I, I went with my dad on jobs ever since I was 12 years old and sure. never really uh, picked up those, uh, th- those particular skills that, uh, that he had. So yeah, my one way to get out of the family business without, you know, getting guilted into coming back was, you know, joining the Marine Corps. I was a, uh, uh, I was in special operations and reconnaissance for about five years, nice. and I was stationed in Okinawa uh, most of the times and other places overseas. Uh, but then my last like year and a half, I came here. I was stationed at First Force Recon, and uh, I just decided I wanted to stay when yeah. I was done with my five years. And actually, you know, you and I, we go way back. Yes. I remember when I first opened up uh, my business first. I just had this weird thing. I don't know, because my parents weren't part of the Chamber of Commerce or anything like that. But for some reason, I I thought that you had to join the Chamber of Commerce (laughs) to open up a business. You do. Everybody listening, you should. You you have to. (laughs) It wasn't a bad bad notion by any means. But yeah, I remember it was like the the day I got my LLC paperwork and everything done, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to go to the Chamber of Commerce and, uh, you know, join. Yes. (laughs) 
this and this was back when you were over at the Vista Chamber. That's right. And uh, you know, yeah, I was actually still in the Marine Corps I remember. at the time. Yeah, you were still in the Marine Corps, and you're already planning for your transition. You know, so it was one of those things. Yeah, I, I joined the Vista Chamber, and uh, I think I'm actually part of 13 chambers now. Wow. Um, wow. Not but, active in all of, of them, course, but Carlsbad and Vista being my two main ones. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the board over at Vista, and uh, yeah, you know, it's been um, it's you know being really active in the local community and the chambers and everything like that has really just been a core part of the business from day one. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And yes, I was I had made my own notes about how the fact that we had met when you were still in the Marine Corps and already were starting your business, which is which is so great because um, we hear a lot about how difficult transitioning out of the military can be, you know, that, that strong bond of brotherhood that exists there. Then you come out into the rest of the world. It's not quite the same. (laughs) You don't necessarily get the skills you need to be a business owner or even, you know, function with inside of most businesses very well uh, in the military. Uh, You get a lot, there's a lot of skills you do get, but yeah, that's definitely not, (laughs) not one of them. And we should probably go ahead and, Share with everybody, like tell everybody what Go Be Rewarded Marketing does. So give them the full Yeah, so we do website, social media, video, Google ads, and SEO for about 200 businesses here in the San uh, San Diego area. Especially, you know, if you're listening to a Chamber podcast, you probably see a lot of different marketing companies. And, you know, there's lots that kind of either come and go or, you know, just even do a lot of do things a lot differently than the way we do them. And I would say, you know, uh, there's 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 a couple of things that really make us different. Uh, first off, we only work locally. Mm-hmm. So we, um, you know, we only work with people in the San Diego area. That's for a couple of reasons. One, it allows me to send my, uh, it allows me to meet with all my clients face-to-face, which just makes things so much easier. Yeah. And I think a lot smoother, especially when you're dealing with small business owners who aren't familiar with, online marketing or anything like that. It really helps them. And most people are coming to us as well. You know, they've usually, you know, they paid some guy on Fiverr somehow $10,000, even though it's called Fiverr, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, $10,000 and didn't get their project done or it just didn't coordinate correctly. Uh, So I think meeting face-to-face is important as well as it allows me to send my photo and video crew uh, as well as even my writer out to clients' locations um, in order to get genuine content for all the marketing programs that we do. Um, so we don't have to use stock content. I mean, even if it's like a business consultant or an accountant or something like that, yeah, I don't have to have that whole like, uh, you know, you, you see the very multicultural, you know, team of people going yeah, like this yeah. with their arms crossed uh, on the website. So I don't, true. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have to have that. So... Uh, that's really great. And then the second thing that really makes us different as well is all of our work is done in-house. And actually, I think that kind of plays into being the best place to work is I don't subcontract any of my work. It's all done by our full-time W-2 employees over at our office in Vista. Um, and that makes sure that, you know, uh, first off, we have, you know, full control over the process on what's going on. I don't have to say like, oh, well, my subcontractor over in Australia who does the social media is, uh, you know, it's apparently it's Australia Day and he has off work, uh, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Um, you know, like I said, they're all in the office and they all get to coordinate. You know, it, it uh, actually allows me to keep my pricing a lot more approachable for small mm. business owners because 
I don't have to mark up a subcontractor's work. Right. Um, so they're able to. Uh, so so we're able to do a whole lot more on a small business owner's budget because uh, we're doing everything in house. That is awesome. So. We're going to take a quick pause. We're talking with Aaron Gobitis, the CEO of Go Be Rewarded Marketing. And when we come back, we're going to talk about company culture and what played into them being uh, honored as best place to work. We'll be right back. So Aaron, when we were um, going through the process of interviewing you and talking about, you know, your guys as a finalist for best place to work, one of the stories you shared kind of resonated with me and you, you were talking about how when you grew up in your hometown, there was certain companies, um, I can't remember, some kind of factory or something that kind of everybody aspired to work for or something like that. And you and you thought, oh, I kind of want to make our company like that. And could you kind of tell us that yeah, story? So, you know, the one thing that's, you know, and maybe it's just because California doesn't have as much time on the books as, you know, some places in the Midwest you know, especially if you're talking about, yeah, kind of during that, like, golden era of American manufacturing. Yeah. Um, you know, it was interesting as, yeah, Ohio, every city or town had some, either has or had some sort of company there, whether it was the Hoover Company for mm. vacuums yeah. or Sledge Lock, which, uh, you know, creates a lot of the locks that you have on the doors. Or, you know, a big part of it was either steel mills or... Um, you know, you had, you had car manufacturing, sure. uh, a big one, which, uh, you know, I always, uh, talk about, you know, my grandma, um, you know, still alive. She's 93 years old. Uh, you know, she still talks so fondly about working at that Chevy plant. And I don't know, it's probably been 30, 40 years since she's even last worked there. Wow. <clears throat> and the plant isn't there anymore, but you know, she has, uh, you know, I, I swear if like anybody, it's kind of like that movie, um, with Clint Eastwood, like, you know, if you, if you ended up driving a Ford, you know, up to a family dinner, like the whole family would just probably Freak lose out. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but they had, you know, just, uh, they had nothing but great things to say about Chevrolet and, you know, uh, how great of a company they were. And they, you know, they just really, really took care of their people. I mean, she's even, uh, she's been on a uh, pension, you know, a wow. uh, really awesome pension, you know, for her uh, whole life. I think she worked uh, 33 or 35 years at the plant. You know, it was just one of those things where, yeah, you know, you, you get in with this company and it's just like, oh, good. You know, like, I feel like uh, my 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 legacy is safe, uh, you yeah. know, like a you know parent, you know, being like, oh great, he got a job at the, uh, you know, he got a job at the factory, you know, that's yeah. awesome. I know he's going to be taken care of. My grandkids are going to be taken care of, and they're going to li live a happy and successful life. Sure, um, as long as they you know keep showing up and go to work and all, you know, right. and have all those great uh, you know working values. And, you know, I just really wanted to make a company, you know, like that, you know, that it's where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, my uh, uh, interestingly enough, uh, we have a lot of people now working with us from uh, JP Catholic, mm. uh, you, you know, but well, it's like one of those universities where, you know, it's mostly media studies yes, and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, not necessarily it's not like you get an engineering degree and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go, you know, 
go work for Raytheon and, you know, sure. be an engineer or something like that. There may not be as many clear paths to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, industries, you know, there might be like Hollywood or something like that, but you know, it's not like your local, you don't have your local Hollywood or something like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, let's say somebody went to a place like JP Catholic and, you know, they got a degree, you know, very nice school, you know, yeah, I wanted to be like, oh, well, they got a job at Go Be Rewarded. Great. They have, you know, they have great pay. They have great benefits. They have good advancement. Um, and if they if they work hard, you know, they'll they'll be treated very well. And, you know, just, you know, any any parent who has a kid with an arts degree would just be like, oh, you know, thank goodness. I thought he was yeah. just going to be freelancing, you know, making videos behind the 7-Eleven, you know, for, <laughs> for, <laughs> for the rest of his days. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. And so um, I know you guys, I mean, obviously, when we met several years ago, you were just starting out. But how many employees do you currently have? Fifteen. Very nice. Very nice. And so... Talk a little bit about work environments definitely evolve. And we just saw, you know, the pandemic forcing us to all reevaluate. And and some aspects of that, you know, some, some companies have taken that some direction and other companies have taken it a different direction um, post-pandemic, if we can call it that. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about different cultural values you try to have and that make your company a great place to collaborate and work, et cetera. Yeah, you know, so I will say that I can actually draw on uh, my military experience. And it's actually surprisingly, you know, a lot of people, you know, think I'd be a much different person to work for um, because of my military experience. But I actually kind of took it the other way because, you know, I, I realized the Marine Corps is kind of by its nature, kind of a toxic work environment, (laughs) Um, you know, and like I said, there's a lot of great things about it, but you know, the work environment uh, itself can be, uh, you know, quite toxic and uh, not very uh, healthy uh, for people. It's one of those things where I also get this question too. People are like, oh, you know, when you were in the Marine Corps, did you learn how to code or, you know, were you working in intelligence or something? I was like, no, I mean, I was in special operations, mostly just like shooting things like that wasn't, (laughs) you know, or just staring at, you know, things for five days on end, you know, sitting in like a jungle or something. But uh, so, yeah, I didn't get any of those skills, uh, you know, uh, from the Marine Corps, but I I realized that I don't necessarily have those skills, but one of those things, one thing I did uh, learn is team building and how to, Mm. uh, you know, build awesome teams and have good leadership. And, you know, I think it's, I think as a CEO, uh, it's, it's your job that it's not, it's your job to just create the correct environment for people, Mm. you know, uh, as opposed to trying to create the correct people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think if you're putting the correct environment in place and then, you know, of course, it's your job to put people there and, you know, making sure that they're they're going to be the right people. Um, you know, they won't be you know incorrect. But, you know, as long as you correct it, make a really great environment um, and that's what you make your job to be. I think that people will end up doing a great job. Um, you know, I actually even ran into uh, something that was made the culture slightly toxic back in 2019, pre-pandemic. You know, I remember my wife and I, we were sitting there and we were like, hey, you know, like uh, kind of like a Chinese Zodiac, right? Like where it's like, you know, the year of the pig. You're the, we we're like, this is going to be like the year of customer service. Mm. Like, and of course, that sounds great. You know, let's put clients first at sure. our company. And that was like literally 
Like what we said, we were like, we're going to put our clients first, you know, no matter what, you know, even if there's a dispute, we're going to take the client side on it. You know, the customer is always right. And, you know, we actually found out that really bit us in the butt, uh. um, you know, down the line, because one thing that, you know, I learned a very hard lesson about doing that, uh, you know, taking that initiative in the company is it's actually, uh, you know, the customer isn't necessarily always right, but it's one of those things where uh, if you take care of your people, your people will take care of your customers. Ah. And as a CEO, especially going from a two-person company where it's just me and my wife to a 15-person company, you have to take that um, transition of, I'm no longer taking care of my customers. You know, my, my customers are not necessarily of my concern. It's my people I have to take care of. Yeah. And then my people take care of my customers. Yeah. Um, and once we've, you know, and it, the nice part was, is that the, I think the pandemic actually helped us really flesh a lot of that out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, again, creating that correct environment of, you know, making sure we take care of our people, our people are well taken care of, and they have no problem taking care of our customers. Um, you know, it kind of goes into those things where if you're just taking care of your people and let them take care of their customers, you're also not micromanaging people right. on top of that. And I've never heard one person on the planet being like, you know, I just love being micromanaged, <laughs> you know, like as long as I have a boss who can. And also, you know, the, the worst part about micromanaging people is it's more work. Yeah. It's more stress. Yeah. I don't know. what I don't understand some of these bosses and some of these business owners who micromanage everybody. It's it's actually it's more work for you. Yes. <laughs> Being a business owner is hard enough, let alone if you're trying to micromanage every single transaction that's going on in your company. Exactly. Well said. Well <laughs> said. Oh, but that's great. And I think that's a good insight, you know, as you grow, because when you like you said, when you were you and your wife were just the two, your whole world was the customers. But now you're taking care of your people who take care of your customers. And uh, that's a that's a great evolution. And I know, um, again, from our chats in the past that um, your team collaboration and the way you guys interact, you know, has been, because some some marketing companies, um, I'd love for you to share about this, some marketing companies, I, I actually was just talking to my sister yesterday, my sister, her daughter, my niece, uh, graduated college, uh, I think in December, and is kind of in the interview process trying to find that, you know, first real job, so to speak, and... Um, first adulting, you know, yeah. and uh, she's right now in an interview process for some marketing position with, I think it's a real estate company in Phoenix. And they've told her, oh, we're open to you doing this fully remotely, right? Yeah. And there's, so there's some, some firms that in this space, that's, that's fine and that works for them. But um if I remember correctly, you guys really value the being together and the collaborating. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that's one thing that most businesses learned throughout the pandemic. Um, you know, we kind of had, I think we had the right notion uh, pre-pandemic. I think when it comes to a, a collaborative, creative uh, process, it needs to be in person. Yeah. If I was an accounting firm, you know, I'm ho- hopefully my accountant's not getting too creative with my books or anything like <laughs> right. that. Um, but, you know, like or if we're doing taxes or something, like that, I think that can all be done remotely or even that position that is the marketing 
person sure. at a company, you know, because everybody else there are real estate agents right. and, you know, or the real estate broker and she's the marketing person. Exactly. That could probably be done, um, you know, remotely. But um, yeah, when you're talking about having, we have multiple departments that have multiple people in them all collaborating towards one effort and one project. It, there's, there's so much that gets lost in, you know, email. I mean, we just even, I would say even just recently, I would say uh, in the last couple of months, we've had uh, quite a few meetings with clients that were like, thank goodness they came in person because, you know, it, maybe we talked to somebody and over the phone there was a misunderstanding or you can send them all the metrics and all the stuff that you want. But then, yeah, they just came in person. We had a law firm just come in yesterday that literally yelled at me at the, on the phone two weeks ago, um, you know, because he just didn't understand where his leads were coming from and, you know, if they were good or bad or anything like that. And then, you know, came in person and everything, you know, within the fir- within five minutes, we were able to, you know, the whole team was sitting down there and, you know, we had about like six people in the room and, uh, you know, we talked it out and we showed them everything that we needed to show them. And we were just like, oh, thank goodness. Like, yeah. you know, we thought that was, uh, you know, we thought that was going to be a really bad meeting. But, you know, this thing is most it, it's interesting because, you know, you kind of run into a thing where most people over the phone, uh, over email or, you know, even sometimes over social media. They may seem like unreasonable people sometimes, but everybody's super reasonable when you sit down with them in person. Yeah, it's um, different dynamic completely. And I think that's uh, it's also the same with your coworkers as well. Mm. I think if you're sitting next to your coworkers, you know, I know there's like funny shows where there's like, you know, oh, I don't like this person in the office or something. It's like, eh, you know, that's pretty rare that like something like that happens. Usually yeah. everybody, you know, wants to work together as a team. You know, people go out to lunch together. People, you know, share share things back and forth. You know, you share personal stories and stuff, which if you're just emailing with your coworkers back and forth, you know, there's no way that, you know, if I was your coworker, there's no way I would know that your niece is applying for jobs right. or something like that. You know, it's just, it's all just a hundred percent business. And, um, interestingly enough, we had a, uh, a person who he ended up getting another position at a company and it was, you know, it was a really good position, you know, act paid really well, but it's funny. Cause like now he's like coming back every couple of weeks just to kind of like hang out, <laughs> um, you know, he with the, uh, this is the camaraderie and the, well, cause yeah, he's working from home, you know, he's a, he's a 20 something millennial. Yeah. Um, working from his one bedroom apartment, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, here is something which is, that's I mean, that's, that's, that, that's lonely. It's weird. It's not like he has a wife and kids in the house sure. or anything like that. And, and I guess if you did have a wife and kids in the house, why the heck would you want to work from home? Yeah. That, that's, that sounds like a, a lot of distractions there, <laughs> especially when it comes summertime and yeah. everything like that. I'm, I'm sure they, the, the kids don't make it easy to do the work from home. That's so true. Your firm is growing. Yes. You guys have outgrown your current space. You're moving soon. Uh, we already did move. You actually, did we're move. in okay. downtown Vista, right uh, in the old Empowered Firearms Building, yep. where the North County Bar Association and stuff used to be. Um, we're finishing up the construction. Should be done in a couple weeks here, so we'll be having our ribbon cutting and everything Excellent. like that. Um, I just want to make sure we get the good dates on the construction and when everything's <laughs> going to be done. But yeah, so you know, we, we're moving. Uh, we, we moved into a larger space, a little bit more centrally located. Um, the employees love the fact that they can just walk in downtown Vista 
and you know go get lunch Rest- restaurants or, everywhere yeah yeah you know there's a movie theater nearby yeah. there's parks nearby um you know whereas we were kind of more conveniently located off the freeway before but it was really near i mean it was next to tri-city hospital i guess but like yeah you know i guess that was convenient if you really needed that but uh <laughs> you know not it was it wasn't really near anything now you're near handles. Now we're near handles, which is tree. dangerous. Uh, what is it? Um, uh, the employees, they really like uh, uh, doghouse. Oh, but yes. surprisingly, it's not even for the hot dogs. Apparently, they have burritos there. <laughs> and it's like there's 90 Mexican places in Vista, but apparently doghouse dog has the best burritos. And, and I'm just like, uh, that's this hilarious. ironic. <laughs> And speaking of growing, your your personal family has grown recently too. Uh, third kiddo just entered the scene not too long ago. Yeah, he's three months old now. Baby Congratulations. Skip. Um, he's you know he's doing great. Um, you know I love. You know, the, the family is, uh, you know, I mean, heck, you even knew me before we even had Elizabeth, who yep. is turning five years old now. Amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I just uh, – and I live two blocks from the new location, too, so I'm literally able to walk to work every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, me and the kids, we do jujitsu over at North Coast Jiu-Jitsu down, uh, in, down in the downtown there, yeah. so I get to walk you know, walk them there and, you know, we don't even have to load up in the car or anything like that. That's awesome. Um, so it's, it's nice that I have a, a more centrally located lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Reducing your carbon footprint right there, my friends. So exactly. how does somebody get in touch with you? If they're, maybe they're interested in your marketing services, they want to chat about their company or somebody's listening who's thinking hey maybe i'd like a job there it sounds like a great place to work yeah all those places uh all, all those are you know great scenarios uh to actually uh i always encourage people to come visit us you know uh, we have you know i really love them to meet our team check out our studio now of course you can call and make an appointment ahead of time i mean we've had ha- we have had plenty of people walk in before um but yeah if you just want to call ahead of time uh make an appointment but yeah i mean if you're a um you know if you're looking at getting into marketing and uh uh, working in the industry, or if you're just a small business owner who wants to just understand more about, you know, online SEO, digital marketing, Google ads, anything like that. Um, I'd love to sit down and, you know, uh, chat about it with you. And then, yeah, hopefully we'll have the new conference room done and everything like that here in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, you can, uh, we, we have, perfect. uh, we That's have cold brew coffee and kombucha on tap. So nice. you know, feel free to, you know, come by and grab a drink. By the time this uh, episode, you know, actually gets out onto the streets, that'll all be there and in place. So for sure, be perfect. Wonderful. Well, first of all, thank you for your service to our country. We appreciate that. And then thank you for all that you're doing as a member of our chamber and uh, in the business community. And just appreciate you taking the time to come down and share with us. Cool. And yeah, uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad people, purpose, and impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.